Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. Sorry about the um, technical problems. We'll get it worked out, hopefully through the broadcast today. So is there an answer to homelessness? You know, we see it all around us. Well, we've got interview with Kevin Dahlgren, a guy who has successfully fixed homeless problems in the city of Gresham. And in fact, is now doing it in other places in Oregon, in other cities. Now, how? Well, we're going to talk with him about it. Folks, you may have seen him on Fox News, Fox Business. He's been on there a lot lately. Why? Because he's someone who's fighting against the homeless industrial complex. Remember the story we talked about last week about how Tina, Governor Tina, has signed into law billions with a B, folks of spending in this last legislative session. It wasn't just the $200 million that a bunch of stupid Republicans voted for. For so-called affordable housing folks, it's billions. That's the OPB story. We talked about that, I think, on Thursday. Thursday or Friday, one of those days. Billions spent. Now, all this has to do with homelessness and virtually nothing to deal with the root causes of homelessness. Well, Kevin Dahlgren has dealt with the root causes of homelessness. We're going to talk with him about it because tomorrow night, he's going to make a presentation about it, complete with slides and talking about how he not only helped solve that problem as the person who took the lead in the city of Gresham, but also how you and other people around you can literally do the same thing. Because he is. He's doing it in other places. Talk with him at the bottom of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Uh, Because uh, I am not um, connected as normal, uh, Amanda will have to shoot me a text and let me know when a phone call comes up. Uh, we'll, We'll get it figured out here. Uh, in a little bit. By the way, folks, did you did you see Biden's beach body? The pictures of Biden standing on the beach. Did you know he's been on vacation 360 days? Did you know that? 360 days so far in his administration. 360 days. You've got to be kidding me. 39% of his time as he had been president, he has been on vacation. So who's running the country? Well, it's obviously not him. Could it be Barack Hussein Obama? Maybe. It's entirely possible. Now, um, and, and Ronnie will get to you in a second here. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at 
KSLM dot news. Uh, apparently, it got so bad. Uh, Devin Archer is Hunter Biden's business partner. Now, he is on his way to prison ostensibly because he was convicted of a $60 million, a separate $60 million bond fraud scheme. Okay? He apparently is going to, was supposed to be last week, testify for Congress. He didn't. He's going to do it today. Over the weekend, the U.S. attorney demanded that the judge immediately jail him so he couldn't testify to Congress today. Now, so what happens? The House Judiciary Committee, this Jim Jordan, are asking lawmakers to return to Washington, D.C., demand an immediate emergency hearings on this kind of interference with congressional oversight. So what does the DOJ do? Well, they retracted their prior decision to incarcerate Devin Archer before the testimony today. And they're denying, of course, wait, we're not trying to Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't have a cough button on my cell phone. We're not trying to intimidate anybody. Yeah, right. So apparently Devin Archer is supposedly going to uh, spill the beans today on the Bryden crime family. We'll see. No doubt... Um, War Room will be carrying that. I hope they do, because I'll be watching and listening to it. And I hope um, you do, too. You will not find anything as profoundly informational. And I mean this. I have never listened to or watched a television show that gives me as much information across a broad, broad, broad range of issues than War Room with Steve Bannon. It's on Real America's Voice. He comes on for two hours right after this show is off. And I'm going to urge you to, to watch it. In fact, we're trying to figure out if there's some way we can get them um, so that we could carry the show live here on KSLM. Anyway, 503-589-1220 is a power view GMC talk. There's a lot to talk about. By the way, Trump says those Mar-a-Lago security tapes were not deleted. They were all given to the prosecutors. And now Trump's being prosecuted for that along with two other people? His lawyers are pushing back. Yet what do we see in the news media? Well, Trump deleted. All these people are being indicted because they deleted these videos. No, they didn't, folks. So this is all part of how Trump will get reelected. I believe it, folks. And the more they do this kind of stuff, like trying to intimidate these witnesses, the more that they engage in these activities of going after Trump for things that he didn't do, the more they stretch the law, the interpretation of the law, 
Two things have to happen. Number one, folks, the U.S. Supreme Court has got to put a stop to this. Number, number one. Number two is Congress has got to indict. Yes, indict. I mean it. Has got to prosecute Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, for lying to them, along with the head of the FBI. They've got to be indicted, not just impeached, folks. They need to be indicted. And finally, what do you think of this bio lab that was discovered in Fresno, California? China, the folks behind it, are linked to the Chicoms. This bioengineering lab, it was unlicensed, in other words, it was illegal, was operating in, in the middle of the San Joaquin Valley, only 40 miles from Naval Air Station Lemoore, had 900 mice that were bred specifically to carry the COVID-19 virus. Now, why would you do that? The Chicoms are literally in America. Or, as I mused over the weekend with one of my friends who sent me the story when it first broke, I mused, is it a Chinese and CIA lab? Is it a CIA lab? Is it like many of the CIA labs that are apparently in Ukraine? This is why we need to reelect Donald Trump, folks. Yes, and I said reelect again. He's the only person that is going to clean up this deep state mess. I don't know if any of you saw it, but Dr. Malone, the guy who invented mRNA, who's now an ardent, ardent opposition to it, was on Steve Bannon. He says the CIA is the most powerful agency in the entire world, and the world fears the CIA. That's how powerful they've become. Only one guy is going to rein them in. That's Donald Trump. Let's go to the phones. Go to Ronnie. Ronnie, thanks for hanging on, brother. It's on your mind today. Uh, several things. One, um, I sent you a video concerning a lady that's worried about the economics. There's federal money and state money grifting by these NGOs, nonprofits, just like these drug yes. treatment centers with low-level success rates. It's time for us to cut that money off. I wish the Republican Party had the bollocks to, in this state to stand on that alone against this governor and his other organized crime families that I see grifting left and right. Two, where that lab was, it was they had over two thousand rats in that place. Reedley, California, where that was at, I used to put bees out there thirty thirty one years ago. And let me say the last thing is uh, I encourage everybody to go on YouTube and look at the Mark Levin show for this week. You had a former governor that was being harassed by Jack Smith the same way. And he ties, Mark Levin spent hours, and he ties all the connections to Obama, the judges, out of the 12 judges, and for them to charge Trump and do the evidence in D.C., not in Florida, violates his right and violates even their own rules how to, how to prosecute or anything of nature. And the point is this, people, not even Fox News, the main media ain't worth a damn watch. 
you do better going on that show, you, you know, and you know, any other outlet, people. This is a major situation. As we watch in the small hand, the shiny object in front of us, people, we have a situation where they're with the economics, the rents jumping up, the funding of these illegal aliens, they all tie into one thing. The economic downturn in the United States of middle class in general. With middle class wages is to rent a house used to be less than twenty three dollars an hour. Now it costs you forty one dollars an hour on the West Coast. So how many more people are gonna be homeless? How many much drugs are gonna be going up? As they keep pushing the tobacco prices up, what's the cheapest thing on the market? The cheap drugs. And yet you got the marijuana lobby suing the state. Isn't that a shameful thing? Yeah, it needs to be completely reworked, number one. Number two, the story we did last week, you can buy hits of fentanyl in Portland for 20 bucks. 20 bucks. And this is all legal, folks. It's legal because the Democrats won't do anything about it. They want to destroy the middle class. Fuel prices are going to go through the roof here in August. Sadly, it's not a good thing. Thanks, Ronnie. I appreciate you hanging on. I appreciate yeah, your thoughts. You, All of this today, folks. Kevin Dahlgren coming up at the bottom of the hour. He has solved the homeless issue. You want to listen to how it can be done because you then can share that with others. It's 620 back in a moment. You're listening to Political Coffee. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. It is an honor and a privilege to have each and every one of you joining us today. Again, at the bottom of the hour, Kevin Dahlgren joins us. He's a guy who's actually solved the homeless crisis in various places. And he's taken that on the road. He's been on Fox News. We'll talk with him about how you can help him do that also. Now, have you gone pink yet? Huh? Barbie, the movie. It has smashed all previous records. $775 million. So have you gone pink yet? Huh? Have you seen the movie? If it's from Hollywood, uh, no thanks. But guess what? Sound of Freedom, made with $5 million of crowdfunded money. Sound of Freedom, about child sex trafficking, is nearing $150 million in sales. It was number four in the box office over the weekend against Barbie and these other, you know, blockbuster big movies. It's powerful, friends. And I appreciate, by the way, those of you who heard my interview with Paul Knobel on Friday. Just a, he's a great activist, former radio guy. I told you he was the, the first radio show I was ever on, personally. It was on his radio show. Anyway, Paul uh, is 
some of you responded, and I thank you uh, to his website about and and offering to help put up field signs and yard signs um, for the Sound of Freedom movie to keep it going, keep it alive. Thank you for those of you who did that all connected with me to tell me that he got quite a few responses and I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for all of you who've taken that seriously. $150 million, Sound of Freedom, made for $5 million, unbelievable. So today, supposedly, supposedly, Donald Trump is supposed to be indicted for the third time, this time by Jack Smith again. Uh, and Ronnie was right, the, the Mark Levin um, expose of who Jack Smith is, is, is priceless. Now, the average person is not going to know that. What's interesting is that every time, and even the liberal press, folks, this is what's astonishing. Even the liberal press is acknowledging that every time Trump gets indicted, his numbers go up even higher. Latest poll is rolling across the um, the scrolling across America's Sunrise, which is on Real America's Voice. You can find it on Roku channels, and it it's out there on the internet. Real America's Voice. Anyway. <laughs> That Trump, a new poll has Trump up 37 points over Ron DeSantis. That's massive. He re, it, it's, he's, these polls are anywhere between that and 40 and 50%. So at what point, now, I don't know if any of you watched Trump on, I think it was Saturday, and his rally in Pennsylvania, but I got to tell you something, you know, he continues to put forward this theme that is so powerful. The only thing standing between the government coming after you is him. And people are getting this. They're understanding it at the most basic level. And every time they indict Trump, that, feeling only gets stronger. So I'm going to think ahead. And I want to pose this question to you. I've been mulling this over over the last few days. Here's what it is. Biden's continued cognitive decline. My prediction is he is not going to be able to function in a presidential debate against Donald Trump because it's going to be Trump folks on the Republican side. Nobody's going to even close. They're not now. They haven't been for two years. They're not going to be. Biden's not going to be able to debate him. Trump is going to win. They're not going to be able to cheat like they did before. Because what's going, what's going on in the background are things that even if they announce a new virus and try to shut the country down, I don't think the Supreme Court's going to allow it this time. That's the first thing. Second thing, Trump's going to win. Let's think ahead. So Trump wins. 
How does this deep state deal with Trump becoming president again and his continued statements about he's going to drain that swamp? That means them. He's going to come after the deep state. That means the CIA, means the Defense Intelligence Agency, means large sections of the Pentagon. It means uh, homeland security. I mean, just go on and on and on. How are they going to deal with him? Here's what I'm going to tell you. I expect the deep state to assassinate Donald Trump if he becomes president again. Am I right? Do you think that they're going to give up their incredible power? If Dr. Malone is correct, and I think he has very serious ability, if the CIA is the most powerful governmental agency in the entire world, I mean, they did assassinate RFK, they assassinated JFK, there's tremendous amount of evidence. Why wouldn't they assassinate Donald Trump? Back in a moment with a guy who has successfully solved homeless issues. Kevin Dahlgren, you don't want to miss this. 6.30. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 23 minutes before the top of the hour. Welcome to Political Coffee, folks. I am uh, apologizing to you for the sound quality today, having a just a small technical problem that we're working on, and we'll get it fixed uh, because... We can. <laughs> anyway, it's Monday morning. I've got a great interview here with uh, Kevin Dahlgren, folks. The homeless crisis is an opportunity. What? Yeah, it is, folks. In many ways, it's an opportunity politically. And we're going to talk to Kevin in a moment, a guy who's actually had success at helping people get off being homeless, become productive, do something with their lives. Because it's possible, folks. And you can share that in your social media, and you can share it with people in your world, because that's what this show is all about. It's about you changing your world. So go to his website, truthonthestreets, it's all one word, dot org. Truthonthestreets.com. Dot org. <clears throat> Kevin Dahlgren joins us right now. Kevin, good morning to you. Good morning, Jeff. So why don't you just briefly describe for our listeners who you are and then talk about how you've been able to help people get off of just how you've been able to help solve this problem wherever you've been. All right. Happy to. Uh, well, I worked in social services for over 28 years uh, at nonprofits, for-profits, faith-based city, county, and state. And what I like to say half jokingly and half truth is I learned what not to do. 
right? I was trained the wrong way. We really did not have the right, uh, strong understanding of the approach, who the homeless were, uh, what services to offer them, any of that. We just didn't know what we were doing. And I think this was by design. You know, we really were focused on keeping a person comfortable on the streets rather than solving the problem. What it took me a while to realize was we are doing this for the biggest reason is that it's very profitable to keep a person on the streets. What once was a cause has become this multi-billion dollar industry. I've been doing this since the early 1990s and I watched it uh, evolve or devolve, however you want to put it, to this multi-billion dollar industry. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I made the decision about 10 years ago, like I really only want to work for programs or start my own programs that are going to make a real difference because our number one goal should be to work ourselves out of a job. And I'm talking about anybody in social services, specifically working with the homeless, work ourselves out of a job and the damn crisis. And that's kind of what my focus has been. Uh, I, ran the homeless program for the city of Gresham, which is a city that borders Portland, Oregon and three other smaller cities. And really technically Vancouver, Washington population, 110,000. We had the highest per capita rate of homelessness, um, higher than, uh, Portland in late 2018. I joined the city after writing the mayor a letter with a nine point plan, how to reduce homelessness after hearing or reading a letter he had sent to everybody who lived there, because I had just bought a house up there, uh, about how there was nothing compassionate with allowing, allowing a homeless person to live on the streets. And I was blown away by that comment. I thought it was the most courage I'd ever heard from a mayor to actually say this. And then long story short, as I wrote a letter back to him, he saw it, he received it, he contacted me, uh, a couple weeks later, they invited me to city hall and the rest is history. They offered me a job, uh, within 10 months working for that city, we had reduced homelessness by 85% without kicking them out. We reduced wow. it by doing it the right way with the right assertive approach. Kicking a person out is always, a, you know, is an easy way of doing it. Not in my city, not in my backyard, but all it does is forces the problem on your next community right? Yes. The next state, yes. the next city, the next That's neighborhood, right. you know, even the next, uh, alleyway, <laughs> right? Like kick them. And I get why you have to do that, you know, with the business owners. But I also was like, man, we got to solve this. We can't just force the problem on somebody else. And so really what came down to was my approach, my assertive approach where we empowered, we did on enable we had the right resources available immediately. And once a person showed any sort of sense of uh, wanting change, and that took time because there's a strong mistrust in the system. Most homeless will say no to you the very first one, two, three, four, five times because of the mistrust in the system, because they legitimately at one point in their lives wanted help. And while it's very easy to look at all the homeless as just like a big group of lazy people who just want to not do anything, have responsibility and use all day. And while there certainly is that part of that population that'll always do that, the highest percent of the homeless population really just need guidance. They need to be empowered. They need support. 
And I realized that, and I knew this because I had worked for some programs I did believe in for the last few years. And long story short, that assertive daily outreach approach really kind of made a huge difference because within only weeks, all the homeless realized I wasn't going anywhere and that maybe I'll give it one more chance. And I, you know, it takes a very assertive, almost borderline aggressive approach of like every day of, you know, uh, regular, regular contact, building that trust, bringing back that hope and getting them services, getting them clean, get them mental health treatment, get them connected to their family, getting them jobs. The number one goal working with the homeless uh, should be to help them become self-sufficient. Yes. Not enough yes. where we can just uh, take care of them for the rest of their lives because how does that benefit us, right? Self-sufficiency. And, the, and the, how we do this is we give them the opportunities to succeed. I'm, in my experience and in my strong opinion, I believe easily a high 80% of every single homeless person we have currently in the U.S., can reach self-sufficiency. There's always going to be that small group, as you know, that's going to be severely, severely mentally ill, developmentally disabled, that's right. or major, yep. major medical issues. And we all, we all understand that. And I can appreciate that. We of course know that there needs to be social services for them, but all the others are the daily fentanyl users and alcoholics and screw ups. And I don't want to do this. And I'm just going to boost to get by and steal they're the ones we can change, but it takes an assertive approach. And I, I want to finish by saying with this little quick introduction to myself was the, the biggest two benefits and advantages to daily outreach. Not only does it build trust, but it also deters negative behavior. Imagine finally having a city that gives a damn enough to send people out to have daily contact with every single homeless person you do that daily contact, it's going to deter negative behavior. In any homeless population, there's going to be about 5 to 10% of them completely up to no good, right? Causing all the problems, all the person-to-person assaults, breaking in the houses, stealing, all that crap, right? Uh, that really, what we saw is in, we saw a significant drop in police calls within the first few months with that regular contact because they realized this was a city that kind of gave a damn and that changed everything. Once we actually sent the message, enough is enough is enough. And once we did that, everything changed. This is something folks, I've now done in multiple cities. Right now you're folks uh, tomorrow night. If you want to learn a lot more about this, because you know, maybe your city, maybe the city that you're listening to me in right now, or the city you live in is not, dealing with this problem correctly and they're not solving it they're just shifting people around as kevin has noted if you want to learn more about this send me an email to either jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news tomorrow night kevin is giving a a presentation with slides and pictures and stories and videos about the people that he's been dealing with at the executive club meeting, this is another meeting that I host, and it's in Oregon City at Taco's Restaurant. 
We're going to be having Kevin talk about this at length. But please go to his website, truthonthestreets.org. Can join him because his mission is the right mission. It's to end homelessness by just doing the things that actually work. Truthonthestreets.org. If you want to attend the meeting, shoot me an email. I'll send you the address. Uh, He'll be there tomorrow night. Kevin, in about um, 30 seconds left, what do you hope our listeners take away from your time on the air today? Well, I want them to also have hope, hope that we can actually end this crisis. And what it's going to take is just listening to the right people and to be perfectly blunt, voting for the right people. Because the fact is, is that this has become a very, sadly, a very political issue. And that's made my job very challenging. So that said, it is political. And just trust me that there's the right people, I believe, ready to solve this crisis if they could just be put in positions of authority. Truthonthestreets.org. Go to his website. Kevin, thanks so much. Godspeed. See you tomorrow night. You too, sir. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Yes, indeed. We got the technical issue resolved, finally. Hey, folks, in all seriousness, the homeless crisis is an opportunity. And it is. It's an opportunity for you to make a difference in your world. And that's why I do this radio show. And I hope that you get good things from it that help you do that. And one of them is this issue of how we can help people who are homeless. And, and that's my point to you, is that what the success Kevin Dahlgren has had, and he's doing this for the right motivations. Remember I said everything's about motivations in politics. He wants to end it. He wants to put himself out of a job. That's the right motivation, folks. He wants to stand up these systems of coordination, of putting people together, of connecting people who will trust you to believe that you actually are not just going to shuffle them from one place to the other. You heard him talk about that. It's about trust. Homeless people have a myriad of reasons why they're homeless. In connecting them with people who can just make them feel like somebody cares is powerful. What Kevin didn't talk to you about is what he'll talk about tomorrow night. A lot of other details about this. One of the most important things is, again, this homeless industrial complex. Because there are a lot of people working within it. And he'll tell stories about this tomorrow night at the executive club. A lot of people working within it don't want to work themselves out of a job like Kevin does. They really don't. They want to keep on the gravy train. How sad. 
because your opportunity here is to help others see the wisdom of effective programs that actually work. And I want to go back to elections. Kevin said that in the end. I didn't ask him to say it. He, he offered that up. It's about who gets elected. Like this mayor in Gresham, who's willing to, to let somebody like Kevin go do what they do best. And let's solve this problem by reaching out. By putting in place and coordinating all of the money that's being spent, the hundreds of millions of dollars being spent on homeless programs just around Oregon, folks. Who gets elected matters everything as to how these programs get put in place. Tomorrow night, Executive Club. Come join us, have dinner. Tacos Restaurant, Oregon City. Learn how you can help your leader, your mayor, your city council member. Become aware of what really works and how they can become an advocate for the homeless. Because not only are we just getting them off the streets, folks, we're changing their lives, offering them hope. It's powerful. In the middle of all the political stuff we're talking about today and that's going on, folks, you still have to reach out and care for the people around you, including the people that are homeless. Freedom Heating and Air, by the way, is a great company that will keep you cool. It's supposed to be in the mid-80s today if you're not happy in your home or your business because it's hot. Give them a call. They'll fix that for you. They'll make your life better. You'll feel a lot better on these hot days. And there's a lot of days coming in August here, folks. Give them a call. 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Says about killing Trump, because I I told you folks that I believe Trump will be the next president. I believe the deep state will try to assassinate him. That's why the vice president has to be somebody like Trump. In case they get to Trump, like they did JFK, RFK, because that was the deep state, folks. It was the CIA. And I'm telling you, JFK threatened their very existence in an executive order ready to go to mold and meld in the CIA, basically disband them and put them, because they betrayed him, folks. And that's why they killed him. Well, Ronnie writes this, killing Trump. Notice the fake news media don't talk about October 2020 trespasser that got into the White House that his personal security team shot yet no news about it since? I believe you're right. Or he gets the Putin treatment. God save America. Uh, Nancy writes, you got it. With everything CCP, who are really in control of our politicians, entertainment, medical, industrial, etc., is throwing at Trump and not succeeding, it's the only way we can get rid it's the only way they can get rid of him. Assassination meeting Trump. He's not going away willingly. The country had better be sure that we pick a really good VP. Thank you, Nancy, thinking the same thing I am, because it's that position that'll see us through, unless it's a situation that takes out both at the same time. At that point, we have to pray, be vigilant, possibly 
have to do more than we have been doing. The communists are not at our door. They are in our freaking house. There's a sense of great frustration when I talk with people at the store, the bakery, the gas station. Time to be rid of them, whatever it takes. Signed, Nancy. Doug writes an email about homelessness. If people were allowed to keep more of the money they earned, then they'd be more philanthropic. With the few dollars they're able to keep after taxes, empty promises by government to solve problems of homeless has been circumvented the natural philanthropic tendencies of humans to provide for the needy and the homeless. Because that's what I pay taxes for. The theft of taxation is not only stolen philanthropic dollars from the productive government, has stolen the natural compassionate feeling that comes with unselfish giving as well. Doug, I could not have said it better. You hit the nail on the head. Send me an email if you want to attend Kevin Dahlgren's speech tomorrow night at the Executive Club. It's a meeting that I host. I'll give you the address and uh, the directions how to get there. Thank you to all of you for putting up with the poor sound quality today. There is a lot that's going on out there that's going to happen today, folks. Devin Archer's testimony before Congress. And you're looking at possible Trump indictment, another one. Folks, it's not going to be a slow news day, but you need to pray for this great state and our leaders and even those that you you can't stand, the governor, others, the leftists that are in control of this state and the House and the Senate, the Oregon Department of Justice, but also these mayors of these cities. By the way, thanks to, uh, who was it that sent me this great video uh, uh, picture? Oh, Curtis, Barbie goes pink. In Multnomah County, and it's a picture of a little pink kitty Barbie doll Jeep up on blocks because the wheels are off. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Thanks to all of you for listening. Pray again for our leaders. Pray for this great nation. Pay for Trump. Pray for Trump. For the conservative movement across America to grow a spine for our churches to get involved. Christians to wake up, become involved politically. See you tomorrow.